Welcome, welcome, welcome to the PNR podcast. Episode one zero. I finally made double digits. I told you I wasn't quitting this. <laughs> We're going to be talking about the big game, number 50. I can't say it by its other name because there'd be 32 pissed off people that would fucking sue me and uh, I don't get time to go to 32 cases and uh, I can't afford to lose and yeah, it would just be a big ugly mess. Maybe they wouldn't pick on a little guy like me, but you never know. So uh, for the rest of this uh, broadcast... We we will be referring to it as the big game, and it's uh big game fifty five. I think it said fifty at the beginning, but uh, yes, it's big game L V, and uh, if you ask me, they uh they wasted a perfect opportunity to market it somehow with Las Vegas because you know they L V and they have a team in Las Vegas now, and I think when. They were at least picking where the venue would be. Um, I think the deal was already done. So, yeah, this was a big waste. They could have tied it into Las Vegas somehow. Everybody's making a uh, big deal about, well, uh, this is, you know, the first time a team has played in their home stadium. This this doesn't matter for the Super Bowl. It's not like it's going to be a regular home game where you're going to have a few, like, random like, sprinkled fans from here and there, like, no matter, you know, you're not going to have, like, the visitor team just sprinkled in. It's like, this is going to be, this is going to be, like, a straight-up split, I imagine. Even even with COVID travel restrictions and stuff, I think that's, this is how that's going to play out because it's how it's done it every year. It's, you have, you know, whatever amount of seats, and it's a pretty split crowd. So don't expect anything really different. You're going to have half KC fans, half Tampa Bay fans. That's just the way that's going to go. Yeah, like I said, you know, PNR podcast. I'm your host, Michael B. Proud. Episode 10, big game, 55. Let's do this thing. Oh, uh, before we do get into it, I got to gotta put out the socials out there. So as always, Porel PCast on Facebook. And as always, the PNR podcast on Twitter. And um, I think in my notes, because, you know, I like I said, I don't really want to keep heavy notes on this uh, podcast. But I think on my notes from now on, I'm going to make sure that I have my socials all figured out and ready to go. That way I can just I can throw them out there, bam, and then we get into the episode. So that's what we're going to do, though. We're going to get into this episode. And, and uh, how I'm going to cover this one is... Um, I'm going to I'm going to talk about uh like uh, the matchups basically like you know who's better at what position or whatnot and then uh, I'm gonna give my uh, predictions and we'll uh, we'll go from there and uh, before that actually I just want to kind of throw this out there um I'm a huge Tom Brady fan and uh, even so I'm very I'm a very cynical person. So regardless of how much of a fan I am of his, um, I'm going to try to be fair about this. I'm, well, not even try. I, I am going to be because I'm looking at my list, and I think it's uh, a pretty fair assessment of uh, 
you know what you're going to see on um big game sunday so uh you know with that out of the way though i like i said i am a huge tom brady fan um when he when he left i did, i didn't like it cuz i felt like um i felt like the team didn't like i don't think they lowballed him or i think they gave him a fair offer and uh he just he i think he just wanted to leave regardless i think i think he could have got a shit offer from somebody and he still would have left maybe not like incredibly terrible like i don't think he would have played for 10 million a year but i think even maybe like at 20 he would have been like okay that's that's five less than what he's making now and like i said i think the patriots gave like i think they gave him a comparable offer i'll never know because i'm not sitting in those meetings but i'm pretty sure they weren't like oh you gotta you know come back at the league minimum for two years like I'm pretty sure they gave him at least in the ballpark like 20 or or not if what Tampa Bay paid him maybe they matched it but um I think he he just had enough because uh I think that since that whole like uh like drama happened with Jimmy G I think that was I think that was the you know the last draw for him I think he's uh as much as I love Tom Brady I also kind of recognize that it's like you know he has to be the one, and uh, you know he he doesn't want somebody kind of nipping at his heels, and that's so true because I couldn't I can't even tell you who who the backup QB in Tampa Bay is, and you know it's maybe because I don't follow that team all that much, but maybe it's because you know it the guy behind him is just a joke, and I I hate to shit on somebody who's in the NFL, but if we're going to compare NFL players, which, you know, we are, then it's fair for me to make that assessment because I'm not comparing the second banana to my arm, but I'm comparing it to Tom Brady's arm and, you know, certainly anybody else if that's, you know, what, what kind of metric we're on. But, um, so, yeah, I don't want to get sidetracked, but I just, you know, I kind of wanted to talk a little bit about that, though, that, you know, even though I am, like, the biggest Tom Brady fan ever, I still wear my Pat's Tom Brady jersey. Uh, on Sundays because, you know, even though Cam's the new guy and he might even be back next season, um, I'm still, you know, I'm not hating on Cam, but at the same time, it just Tom Brady's always going to be my guy. And even Cam Newton, um, when he first got here, he kind of understood that, though. He's like, he understood that, you know, Tom's the GOAT and he's not trying to replace him. He's just trying to do well and win football games, so... It's not even a matter of trying to get the the Pats fans to, you know, betray Brady for him. It's just like, hey, I'm here to win football games, and I respect the hell out of that. And, you know, it didn't always work out. We had a pretty bad season. But in the, the same respect, um, you know, Cam did keep his promise, though. He just he came out here and he tried hard, and I appreciate that much at least. So, yeah, though, uh, Tom's my favorite guy, but I am going to be unbiased in this because – I don't know uh, what fans are really tuning into this. Um, I know at least one Pats fan and one Green Bay fan and one 49ers fan is. And scratch that. Uh, I can think of actually five more Patriots fans that tune in. I mean, go figure. I mean, my fan base really is in New England. But uh, regardless of that, you know, people even from New England, they're like different teams from other places. Uh, how many times have you seen a guy walking down the street in like Boston or whatever, and he's wearing a Yankees fan, uh, Yankees hat 
rather, which fucking always irritates me. But uh, I'm I'm not one of those uh, <laughs> maniacs that starts a fight over it. But but that's just my point, though. It's like it doesn't matter where you're from. You you root for whoever you want to root for. That's what's great about America. We're not all forced to like one team, and you know that's fucking it. It's like we have a plethora of teams, and you know we can make choices. But yeah, so you know. That's pretty much uh, what we're looking at, though. There's, like I said, there's a lot of, a lot of different fans out there, and uh, because of that, I want to, you know, I want to be unbiased, and because I'm like, I'm coldly cynical sometimes. Like that's another reason why. Oh, it feels like I'm losing. I was, I was singing Seal before uh, I started recording. That was maybe a stupid idea, but I gotta sing something when I'm in the shower, so. Yeah, you know, I showered up because I'm cold and I just kind of want to go to bed after this because I got to wake up early in the morning because that's just how life is until I make like a billion dollars off this thing. But anyways, uh, so yeah, I was singing Seal and now my voice, it feels like it's going. But uh, I should have enough to at least get through this because this isn't going to be like an hour, an hour and a half or whatever. And, you know... uh, Guys like Lethal are in, in Helmet, certainly, are in, uh, they're enjoying, you know, uh, when my shows are that length, but, uh, I just, I don't feel like, you know, comparing two teams is gonna take that long, so. So, uh, okay. I described the show, I described how I'm gonna be fair, let's fucking get into it. Okay, so, um... You know, like, uh, you know, most lists, you start with the guy that throws the ball. It's always it's always going to be that guy. In baseball, it's always about the pitcher. The pitcher makes the most money. Uh, he he takes the loss, if, even if the team plays like crap. That's just how that goes. And it's no different in football. The quarterback, you know, that's where we're going to start because the quarterback makes the most money. He throws the ball. He takes the loss, even if his team plays like shit. And uh, it's not so much like that in like uh, uh, basketball, because even though there's balls thrown, everybody has a share of that. And uh, hockey, uh, not such a mechanic. And if you touch the ball in soccer, they fucking execute you. So, uh, yeah, let's get into it with quarterbacks. I oh, I'm gonna piss off a lot of people. <laughs> I gave this category a push and i'll tell you why tom brady i don't i don't have the stats but he he threw for like uh i think 200 yards less than mahomes i think it was 45 to 4700 and uh but he threw for two more tds versus uh versus mahomes and um you can throw out interception stats all you want why I think interceptions are such a bullshit stat is because it can just it can go right off the guy's hands and it can go right into the other guy's hands and that counts as an interception, even if the throw was fucking perfect. I mean, how many times do you see that during a game? If both guys throw like two picks, I bet you at least one of those was on the guy's hands and it just it fucking doink right into the, the, the defense. And that's why I think interceptions are such a bullshit stat. And I think uh, that's actually something that uh, the NFL should look at as far as stat tracking is, you know, what kind of... Because they have it in baseball. Uh, You know, errors. It's like, oh, the third baseman 
scooped it up, but he fucking sailed it over the first baseman's head. Uh, you know, it's his fault. Charge him with that. They never charged the the fucking first baseman for something like that. Now, if the third baseman throws it and it hits the first baseman on the glove, but he can't fucking handle it, then it's on the first baseman. And that's, you know, that's something uh, football should consider is you have one of those picks where it's Sam Darnold's fucking seeing ghosts and he throws it to the ghost and the ghost happens to be Devin McCourty. But, you know, you have uh, you have those picks where it's like, oh, it's off so-and-so's hands and it it fucking wound up in, the, you know, the cornerback or the linebacker, whoever. That's something that, oh, it's like, okay, keep that as a stat, but maybe it's like some sort of uh, indirect interception or something like that. Like, like, is it just two different stats, one where it's the quarterback's fault, one where it's not. And that's why when I was comparing the quarterbacks, even though I saw the interceptions, I just, I threw them out the fucking window. Because it's like, I don't know, I can't, I'm not going to go back into every fucking highlight and be like, okay, Tom Brady threw that pick and it, oh, it was, you know, it was so-and-so's fault or or he threw it and oh, there was nobody even in the vicinity. What a fuck up or whatever. And the same thing for Mahomes. I, I'm not going to go in all the Mahomes highlights and be, oh, well, that one was his fault. That one wasn't and so forth. Like, no, I thought the best way to compare them is the offensive stats. Because like I said, who gives a shit about interceptions? What is that? It, 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 hell, even a turnover doesn't guarantee you points. So it's like that's another thing I can look at. So it's like, okay, whether it, they're at fault or not, did it lead to points or whatever? So interceptions on the surface are just such a bullshit stat, and I'm not going to use them, and therefore these quarterbacks are pushed because one had more yards, one had more touchdowns, and it's that simple. Now... <laughs> If you want me to be unfair, I will say if I if you like, hey, I you know I can't have a push or whatever. I'd give it to Brady. Brady has the edge because he's the best ever in the game at fucking reading a defense. There's nobody better. There's nobody better than Tom Brady at doing that ever. And you know I'd give everything else to Mahomes, but reading a defense is more crucial than anything else that Mahomes can do because Mahomes does have the better arm. And he's way better on his feet. Even Tom Brady would admit that because Tom Brady's always kind of been self-deprecating about his uh, running ability. I think he was like one of the slowest quarterbacks ever at the Combine. Um, I think he ran the 40 in like six seconds or something like that, which is, that's, just, that's great for an athlete, but not a football player. Like you gotta be, <laughs> you gotta be a lineman to run that slow. But uh, I'm okay. We're not, I'm not here to sandbag Tom Brady. Um, like I said, Patrick Mahomes is far and away better in, in every other facet, but the one that matters most. And he, like I said, he can't read a defense. So it's like, okay, he can scramble away, big deal. Like, if your guy's running the route and he beats him, you don't need to scramble away. You fucking throw the ball to him. And, uh, okay, he can throw it further downfield. Who who cares? if get Have your receiver get yards after catch. Because... Taking a, a 40 or 50 yard gamble is it's what it is. It's a gamble. Like you throw something like that up. It's not, you know, anybody can grab it like at that point. So, so it's like, yeah, Mahomes is, is more talented in a lot of respects compared to Tom Brady. But if you want me to choose, I'm going to take Tom Brady. Cause like I said, he, he's the best ever at reading a defense. 
He can stand at that line, audible into something else, and fucking crush it. So I'm not going to give it to Mahomes. But with the two metrics I did use to compare these guys, it's a push. I'm sorry. That's just that's the way I feel. Okay, we're going to go uh, into running backs now. I kind of had a hard time with this one, but I feel like uh, Fournette, uh, I took Fournette over uh, Edwards Hilaire or uh, uh, Bell. If Bell does play, Bell's, Bell's questionable. A lot of, lot of cues on uh, the, the sheet I was looking at. It's not, <laughs> it's not looking good for either side. They're very banged up on both teams. But um, yeah, I, I just, I feel like lately, Fournette's been better. Um, he's kind of had a little bit of a renaissance. Uh, nothing too drastic since leaving uh, Jacksonville. But like I said, I'm seeing shades of uh, you know the guy that was highly touted, and um, that's why I just kind of I gave the the edge to Lenny and uh, Ronald Jones. I kind of like that combo better than Edwards Hilaire. Or Bell, and like I said, though, uh, depending on how how Levy and Bell's feeling the day of the big game, you might see Edwards Hilaire getting a lot of touches, and then I don't even remember who their third string back is. Um, but he wasn't impressive enough to me to make me change my mind. So I give the edge to uh, Tampa Bay on this one. Now wide receivers, you got you got Hill, you got Watkins, and you got uh, Hardman. And then on the other side, you got Evans, you got Godwin, and you got Brown. And uh, here's here's the thing. Sammy Watkins, questionable. And on Tampa Bay's wide receiver core, you got Evans and Brown, who are questionable. I give the edge to KC. Because I'd, I'd rather have Hill, Watkins, and Hardman over Evans, Godwin, and Brown. And that's not to say that either one is like a fucking terrible wide receiving core. I mean, I think this is kind of even the thing that enticed Brady away. Not not so much Brown, because he was signed uh, after a couple games, I think. But um, Evans and Godwin, certainly. I mean, Evans has been a, a beast every year since he entered the league. Like, Godwin's, uh, he's a nice pickup, too. And... Uh, you, you, like I said, though, even Brown. Brown is not a slouch. Th- these are both good wide receiver cores, but I'd, I don't know. Uh, there's there's something about Tyreek Hill, and uh, Sammy Watkins has is, is always been good. And uh, McCole, McCole Hardman, uh, he's played uh, well for KC. So I, I would give it to KC on this one. I would just rather have those three than the other three. And like I said, you know, this isn't like far and away better, but it's... All I need is Hill and Watkins. Are you kidding me? <laughs> um, and that's actually that's something you're gonna see down the road. Is um, you're really gonna see if Mahomes is um, if he's gonna be able to put up numbers like that when uh, oh, let's just face it, this is like their window is about to close. One of these guys, and the guys I'm referring to is uh, Hill and Kelsey. One of these guys is about to go, and uh. You know, they might find a good replacement, and then, you know, things just keep rolling on for KC. But, uh, yeah, I think uh, this is the window's going to close. Because uh, Tyreek Hill is, uh, he's something special. And I don't think that he'd be as easy to replace as Kelsey would. So they're probably going to, 
you know, they're going to just back up the, the fucking Brinks, the Wells Fargo truck to his house and here's some sacks of money guy and they're going to get Hill to stay and they already spent a ton of money on Mahomes and that's really the issue is uh, what are the uh, is a quarter of a billion dollars or more like <laughs> uh yeah like I said the window's going to close because you can't and then what are you going to do on defense like you have all these great defensive players I'll get into that too but um what are you going to do there because those guys want to get money, too. They're not going to pay for free. What the fuck? So, yeah, once you have... You already have Mahomes, an expensive contract. You got Hill. There's a salary cap in football. Kelsey's good, but you're going to have to say bye-bye to him. And then, let's, you know, let's see if your numbers are the same. Even with uh, your, your halfbacks. Your halfbacks might want to play somewhere else, or they might want to get more money, or I don't... All I know is I think the window's closing, but uh, they at least made it to the Super Bowl again, so we'll see. The We'll see how that goes. Okay, next up is uh, the tight ends, and uh, I, I never would have done this a year ago even, I don't think, but I took Kelsey over. I'm not sure who the starter is. I'm not sure if it's Bray. I'm not sure if it's uh, Gronk. And I never, like I said, a year or two ago, I never would have took Kelsey over Gronk. Um, but, yeah, I got to... Kelsey's not the Building 19 version of Gronk anymore. Kelsey's Kelsey's legit. And, I, he, you know, he proved it against Buffalo, and all my friends were pissed off. Like, you know, why not just, uh, you know, double cover him or whatever? Because we were talking about the game. And it's like, well, then you leave Hill open or you leave somebody else open. Uh, but regardless of how they played Kelsey, they didn't play him well, and he destroyed them. I think he had 13 catches for like 140 yards or whatever. So, yeah, um, I can't call him the Building 19 version of Gronk anymore. It's just he's he's legit. He's legit. And like I said, he's going to be part of that problem that they have when they're trying to re-sign guys. He's going to be the highest-paid tight end in the NFL, and it's probably not going to be by Kansas City. Yeah, I take Kelsey over uh I take him over Bray or Gronk whoever the you know the top guy is there and that's not to say that Gronk is a slouch or whatever or even Bray I think I've seen Bray play well during the playoffs but I still take Kelsey over those two okay uh on the offensive line um I I went I just went by depth at this point cuz neither I mean Fishers are very good um offensive linemen but nobody that plays for either of these teams really like blows my balls away as far as their offensive line play. So I gave the slightest of edges to Tampa Bay. And like I said, it's just it's the depth issue because um you got two IRs on both both offensive lines. And then you got you got one out for Tampa Bay, and then you got two out on KC. So I just give the slightest of edges to uh Tampa Bay. But it's also it's important to mention that one of those guys out for KC is Fisher. Now, if Fisher wasn't one of the guys out and it was just somebody else, then I'd still probably give the edge to Tampa Bay just because you know, I'm basing that solely on depth at this point, but it would make me think a little bit harder. Cuz out of all those out of all those old linemen, he's 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 a beast. 
um he's a really he's a really good uh ol so next we're gonna move on to d-line and i actually considered that a push um and to be fair they're not they're not running the same fronts i i think uh tampa bay runs a 3-4 and kc runs a 4-3 so like i said you know if we're going to be fair, I, I do have to mention that, but I kind of, I just looked at both lines. I'm like, these are both solid. Like on the Tampa Bay side, you got um, Sue, and then you got uh, Golston. And then on the, the KC side, you got Jones and you got Clark. So I, you know, I kind of looked at both of these lines. Like these are, these are really good, solid lines. So I would, uh, I definitely just give that a push. Now, uh, LBs, it's the same thing. Uh, you know, numbers are different, but I gave the edge to Tampa Bay. And I, it, I'm just going <laughs> to, this is a real easy way to squash it right away. If you look at JPP stats, that's uh, Jean-Pierre Paul. If you look at uh, his stats alone, he has more production than Casey's linebacker core. I'm not even kidding you. Like, I just, I his, like, I think his fumble numbers and, like, his sacks and, like, all the shit that the, the, the linebacker's supposed to be good at, like, I think even Intos. But, like I said, I don't really care for that stat. Well, on the defense, it's a little different. But, yes, if you look at JPP stats alone, he is better than anybody on KC put together. So, you know, linebackers, not even a question. That goes to Tampa Bay. Another spot where Tampa Bay is better is cornerbacks. Um, and nobody's like a really stellar cornerback uh, for really either side. But it's certainly, Tampa Bay is certainly better there because at least they they have more production on the defensive side as far as their, their corner, cornerbacks than... Um, than KC's CBs. So, yeah. Again, this is just another category where Tampa Bay runs away with it. Okay, we're going to get to safeties now. So, um, KC is way better with their safeties at for forcing turnovers, whether it's fumbles or intos or whatever the case is. Um, I think they have nine between uh, their, their two starting safeties. I don't even know. what is it's Tampa, Tampa Bay has three between their safeties. Their safeties are also questionable, both of their starters. So, again, looking at the list, it's pretty ugly. But, um, yes, the edge certainly goes to Casey's, uh, Casey's safeties are way better than Tampa Bay's. So, uh, the last category is special teams, and I'm not going to get into the gunners and their returners and all that sort of jazz. I just wanted to kind of keep it to the most important guys, and that's the the feet the feet men, so the kickers and the punters. Um, I gave him a push. I think both kickers are really good, and uh, you got uh, Butker and uh, Suckup, um, and uh, both of their punters, uh, Pinion and Townsend. Uh, you know those those guys are they're not great punters, but they're good enough. They they get the job done and. I'd say they're they're pretty equal. I think 
I think the only difference was maybe Townsend had one of the like uh, the top ten longest, but that could be off a, a fucking crazy roll. I mean, the guy could kick it twenty yards, and it takes like some sort of wind and some sort of bounce and roll, and then he can get another fifty on it. So that's a, you know that's how you set records. It's not that you 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 kicked it ninety yards. It's that the damn thing went that far. That's all. So um, you know, I'm gonna go with push there. I used 11 categories to determine uh, who has the best squad, and we got three pushes. We got five for Tampa Bay, and then we got three for KC. So my final tally is Tampa Bay is the better squad because they had the five, KC had the three, and then you had the three pushes. Who am I going to pick now, though? Because, you know, that's how I determine who is the better squad, but uh, who am I going to pick and my final prediction is Tampa Bay wins big game 55 with a score of 37 to 33. You've heard it here first. It's going to be it's going to be a shootout cuz uh neither one of these defenses, you know, blows me away. I think I think you can hurt uh KC over the middle and I think you can hurt Tampa Bay deep. And both of these offenses are good enough to put up points. So that's why, you know, I think, uh, what was it, 27 to 24 was the score when they, they met up during the regular season. I think, you know, that that's it's not going to be that way this time. I think Tampa Bay is going to win the game, and I think they're going at 37 to 33. Uh, I'd also like to point out that, you know, even though KC, I think, is the, the, the three-point favorite, you can't <laughs> you can't count out Tom Brady. I'll never bet against Tom Brady. Uh, during the regular season, absolutely in the playoffs no way. Cuz look at you know, just look at his track record. This is his 10th one of these. There's been 55 in him and he's played uh, like in almost a, a little under a fifth of them or yeah, because you just don't count this dude out. Look what he did. Look what he did to Atlanta in Super Bowl 51. Fucking Arthur Blank was dan- doing the fucking dirty bird. And then look what he did. He lit him up. 25 points. Winner, winner. Don't count out Tom Brady. Don't do it. So even if I drew some other conclusion, because like I said, I matched him up. I feel like Tampa Bay honestly is the better squad. And it's, it, you know, sometimes it's close. Like with... uh. You know, I gave the edge in running backs, but, you know, Edward Hilaire is good. And then, you know, I gave the edge to the wide receivers for KC, even though, you know, Tampa Bay has a really good core. So, uh, I mean, on defense, it, it sometimes it was a runaway, like on, you know, D-line. and Well, D-line was a push, but uh, linebackers and cornerbacks, that was Tampa Bay was running away with that all day because a uh, bunch of slouches, I guess, in KC. But the point is, though, do not count out Tom Brady. Even in a Super Bowl, he lost. And we can talk about the two bullshit things that happened. Even in that Super Bowl that he lost, though, that was a close one. He set a fucking record. He put up like 500 yards in that game that he lost. Don't count that man out. Even in those two... Games he lost against New York. Miracle catches were made at at crucial times. 
and then, you know, the the defense just didn't have an answer for it. But then, if, hell though, Tom Brady was still going out there and still making it close, but it's just like he can only throw the ball. He can't catch it too. He can't, he can't, he can't transform into Wes Welker after he throws it. And, okay, I'm going to catch my own ball that I threw. <laughs> the world doesn't work that way. Maybe Sam Beckett leapt into uh, <laughs> Wes Welker on the, that final drive, and <laughs> he had to make sure they lost <laughs> for whatever reason that uh, Quantum Leap decided. But all kidding aside, even, you know, even in those three losses, the guy's a fucking, he's ice cold water running through the man's veins like fucking animal. But uh, do not do not count out Tom Brady. Whether you reach a different conclusion than I did, because like I said, I did these matchups. I felt like I was fair. I felt like t- Tampa Bay is the way better squad. Even if you reach some sort of different conclusion, fucking throw it out the window. Tie it to a brick and chuck it because Tom Brady's not going to fucking lose the Super Bowl. The man, The man's too cold. He's too cold. He's a beast. Greatest of all time. He could lose the Super Bowl, still the greatest. Six for ten? I'd take a 600 winning percentage in a Super Bowl. Are you fucking kidding me? Ooh, I better stop using that uh, <laughs> that term. I don't want to get sued. Uh, 600 winning percentage in the big game. <laughs> so, that's my analysis, though. Tampa Bay is the better squad. Final prediction for big game, 55, 37-33. First time a home team wins in their venue. Like I said, that doesn't fucking matter at all. Okay, I got two quick shout-outs. Let's get the first one out. Tom Brady. Like I said, huge Tom Brady fan here, even though he left. I got to give him a shout-out. I wish you the best of luck, Tommy. Do it for me, man. Do it for do it for all the New England people that didn't want you to leave. I'm sure there's uh, there's a few that were. But I'm not one of them, and I can find a, a big contingent that is not one of them. A lot of us wanted you to stay. And we're not, you know, we're not bitter that you did move on, though, and you found success elsewhere. We expected that much. Maybe not the Super Bowl, but we expected you to do well, though. So, big shout-out to Tom Brady. TB12, get it done, brother. And uh, another shout-out to Staff Sergeant Cy Young. And uh, that is <laughs> the newly promoted uh, Staff Sergeant Cy Young. And that is not his real name. But I've called him that since the beginning because I've just seen I've seen what he can do when somebody is being unfair and pisses him off. And that's all the guy knows is winning. And that's why I call him Cy Young because that's when somebody, like I said, there's when those two things happen, he's just like, okay, I'm going to step on the mound and I'm gonna fucking I'm gonna gas you all down, and that's what he that's what he does. The guys the guys a winner. All he does is win, and that's why I call him Cy Young. So shout out to newly promoted Staff Sergeant Cy Young. Okay, as always, please donate to an LA, ALS charity. ALSA dot org is who I recommend, which is the ALS Association. But please, please donate. You're on the new season. Hopefully, you're still making money even during, you know, the pandemic. So if you are, you know, deep pockets, 
There's some Redditors out there that just uh, came into some cash lately. So maybe they can throw some money at charity. Um, like I said, after every episode, I'm always going to encourage it because it's, it's a, a good thing to do. And I'm not the most philanthropic person. Uh, but I do donate a little bit, though. I I try to you know try to throw bucks some people's way, and sometimes it's just very random. Um, but yeah, I try to I try to throw out a little bit of money every year. Just be like, hey, five dollars here, ten dollars there. You know, like I said, I'm not the most, but I I try because uh I I'm hoping that you know things get better through these these uh charities. So. I'm hoping, you know, ALS, uh, they can find a cure for it, and that's why I donate to ALS, because I want them to find a cure, and I want them to, you know, those people don't live very long when they're diagnosed with it, just a couple years here and there, but I want them to have the best uh, quality life possible before they have to go, because, you know, I don't want to get into that story I told in the first episode, but that's that's the reason why, though. It just, that, that, uh, that affected me pretty good, so... That's why I, I donate to ALS, and I've, you know, I try to throw money at other charities like Special Olympics and, um, you know, St. Jude's and stuff like that, so. And as always, my final sign-off always is, good night, Malcolm Butler, wherever you are. <laughs>